You do a lot of talking, bro. You do a lot of talking. All that screaming. Well, you better hope you can play as long as me. Hey, when you get on your knees and say your prayers tonight, pray. What happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You're going to ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. Live. In the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. I know you're going to dig this. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. The doctor is now in. Well, we are back in. Hey, they had us back for another hour. TJ Reeves and Jason Powers in for the Dr. T.C. Martin here on the galactically famous T.C. Martin Show, heard five days a week in Vegas and anywhere and everywhere at tcmartinshow.com. The doctor has landed safely, uh, and boy, his arms are tired, uh, in Seattle for the Las Vegas Aces and the Seattle Storm. He'll have the call 7 Pacific time tomorrow night. Doctor will be checking in from Seattle tomorrow on the show as the 19 and 2 aces continue to have success off the all-star break they will now play off the all-star break here against seattle and then also travel to minnesota uh on the weekend as well so we're in uh tj here in west central florida jason powers also in tampa bay justin chuck numchuck aka numchuck on the ones and twos back in las vegas luckily we did not destroy what's left of the show in hour number one where we talked a lot of nfl straight ahead momentarily we'll talk some sec football from the sec media days in nashville you know that's vegas it's nash vegas where the sec has convened i think for seven days jason 12 days 27 days of sec <laughs> media days it's uh ridiculous a lot, a lot, of, lot of per diem receipts for Vince this week. <laughs> a lot, lot of per diem a lot, receipts. A lot of free potato chips and uh, <laughs> sweet tea. Dr. Pepper and sweet tea products in the media center, too, at the Gaylord Hotel in Nashville, <laughs> I would say. Uh, so we'll talk to Vince in a few moments. Again, uh, we're keeping it real here. We got a lot, we got a lot going on. We got a lot still to cover, uh, including not only the college football, but we'll talk a little open championship, the British Open before we're done. We'll even talk a little NBA and number one picks uh in a little bit. Uh, and the history of the number one picks. And I've got some great insight on how the Houston Rockets ended up getting Yao Ming from somebody that was in the room when their ping pong ball was drawn. You'll hear that a little bit later on in the program. Again, thank you for finding us. By the way, on Friday, the doctor will be at the Westgate at the Superbook at the Westgate with the Friday Best Bet show. Uh, the doctor is not actually there, but uh, we should say he'll check in. Marco D'Angelo and all the handicappers, everybody at the Westgate. Check them out two to four. Uh, it at uh, the Westgate Superbook coming on Friday. The best bets do roll on even in the off season. All right, much to get to again. You can follow Jason at JPO Sports, the Powers on Sports podcast every week, wherever you get podcasts. Jason's guest this week is Greg Allman of the uh, Fox Sports coverage of the NFC South, Buccaneers, Saints, Falcons, Carolina Panthers. Here, Jason with Greg. Get Jason's thoughts on his podcast on everything from Wimbledon to Major League Baseball to the NFL training camp starting up uh, and much more. Just go to his uh, pod, Powers on Sports Podcast. And again, uh, the T.C. Martin Show is in podcast form through tcmartinshow.com and wherever you get podcasts. Search the T.C. Martin Show and you can hear the show as well. Without further delay, let's bring him on. Do we have walk-up music? I'm not sure that we do. From the Sports Animal, 99.1 FM. 
in Knoxville, Tennessee. Vince Ferrara, part of their morning show coverage. He and John Wilkerson are on weekday mornings uh, there in Knoxville. Vince on location about three hours to the west in Nashville for the SEC Media Days, where what is it? Day three, day seven, day 24 is now completed for the SEC Media Days. Brother Ferrara, welcome on the T.C. Martin Show in Las Vegas with T.J. and Jason Powers filling in. How you feeling uh, in Music City there in Tennessee? My guys, it's day three. It feels like day 13, though, because we're, we're pretty fatigued. Not a whole lot of sleep. And I'll tell you this, you guys know, and great to be on both of, with both of you guys. You guys are awesome. But, you know, I do the morning show now, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. So now... That wake-up call coming a little bit earlier, 3.30 a.m. Central oh Time my for a God. 5 a.m. show. So, yeah, it's a little little different world. We we'll do here we, late nights. We do want to let the audience know that we can see Vince, and he does not have Samsonite luggage under the eyes yet, but he's burning <laughs> the candle at both ends. Now, enlighten us, because I know earlier in the week, Brian Kelly of LSU spoke. I know that yesterday, Kirby Smart of Georgia and his players spoke. I do not know what, what happened today. I know Tennessee is tomorrow. You've been chomping at the bit for that. But who was today at SEC Media Days? Was Nick Saban? Was it the great Saban taking to the stage in the podium? It was. And in fact, that morning duo of Alabama and Arkansas, I think they they typically will pair up two teams. That, to me, was the best collection of two teams with the quality of players, about five All-American candidates between the two, J.J. Jefferson, Rocket, Sanders for Arkansas, and then Dallas Turner, J.C. Latham, Pule McKinstry for Alabama. And then you have the coaches as well, Nick Saban, always intense. Get this, somebody asked Nick Saban today what his walk-up hype music is (laughs) before a game. Can you imagine? And, of course, he immediately said, with the word hype, he was like, I'm not sure what the question is. And then he realized what it was, and he said, I don't listen to music in the pregame. Shocker of shocker, right? But he handled it okay, didn't snap back at him. And then Sam Pittman, he's always talking about music. Uh, he said he was uh, at a at a concert, I think Stevie Nicks concert. That's uh, his music. And then he was tossed off the stage. <laughs> he turned his mic off and tossed him off the stage. But he's always very entertaining and lighthearted. I mean, all these guys being asked about the big picture stuff, the transfer portal and and IL and those kind of things. But uh, it was about the players, I think, more so today and and how good that group was to see uh, Vince, talk about the 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 meat market that kind of the media days is. I mean, I we're, I can see right behind you, Media Row down there. Just talk about the flow of people, coaches, me, you know, media people that you get to talk to, and so much intel that you kind of get from different programs all around the conference. Yeah, Jason, and this is actually pretty quiet <laughs> when they when they roll when they roll the afternoon snack. Then it's the biggest madhouse. Like seriously, <laughs> like media just converging on this trade. Uh, and then it, when it's gone, like after 15 minutes and everybody shoots away. But, um, there, there's some peak hours. Obviously, when, when I get things started at 5 a.m. Central, it's not quite the same, but, um, this is just one little area. Like back this way, there are mm. more radio stations. And then down that hallway, there's the electronic media room, which is where all the TV and radio stations, we go to you know, plug in and, and get our audio. And then farther down 
is the main room. That's what's broadcast on the SEC network. And then that doesn't even get to what ESPN's setup is. They have their own separate rooms. It's and crazy. SEC network has one SEC Nation. Like, it's just incredible their setup. And CBS gets hooked up also. Well, then let me describe this to the audience because you were showing us. There's got to be 15 or 20 tables behind Vince that all are radio shows. He panned to his side, and there's another 10 or 15 another way. I mean, we're talking about Athens, Georgia, to College Station, Texas, from mm-hmm. from Baton Rouge to Gainesville, to Fayetteville. Lexington, Kentucky, to Fayetteville, to Knoxville, and all the way back to Tuscaloosa. They care about this, and they come cover this. Spurrier always had the best line. He called it talking season. This is talking season. All we're doing is talking. Nobody's playing. We're talking. Talking season has become a huge deal with SEC Media Days, Vince. Follow up on that. 34 stations. you got the map right here. And, and you're right about a lot of 34. And that's just the ones, guys, that have a setup here at a Radio Row. There's many others that you know aren't on Radio Row that are just taping interviews and sending them back to their stations. So there's many, many more media. There's, that doesn't even count the writer. The national reporters. There's a whole lot more TV stations that don't have a setup on Radio Road. So, yeah, it goes deep and it's hard to get in questions in all the rooms. It's pretty competitive. And then, obviously, you have to work to try to get interviews to come out to your spot on Radio Row. And, you know, we have the retired Jimmy Himes, who is a, a legend in Knoxville. And he is, he's retired, but you filled in on the morning show a couple of days last week with me, and then he's retired here. He does this event like no other. He's probably at like 15, 20 taped interviews that we'll all have available to run. And it's on our website at 991theschoolofanimals.com. No one covers this event like we do. And Jimmy is a big part of it. And I, you know, I've obviously done my, my part too. Hendon Hunker, Gary Danielson, uh, Octavius Soxendine from Kentucky. And then that is going to get to Tennessee, who goes tomorrow to kind of cap this thing up. Vince, let's get to some stuff on the field. You know, all the talk is this week is has Nick Saban been passed by Kirby Smart? Is Josh Heupel catching up to, to Nick Saban in that, in that pedestal? And obviously we'll hear from Heupel tomorrow. Just talk about the mood of what does everybody think? Is Georgia the clear cut number one team in the SEC? Or do they think LSU's a lot of hype about LSU, Tennessee potentially? What is the the scuttlebutt they uh, about the 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 contenders to to compete with Georgia? Yeah, Jason, it's much more about Georgia, Alabama. I think you know there are some that wonder about Tennessee, you know, maybe potentially creeping closer to Georgia, and and I think that has happened a little bit because how far can Georgia go up, right? Tennessee has more room to grow to close that gap. I don't think they're there yet. So Georgia is going to be the champion, the predicted champion in the league, which guys, believe it or not, that has not happened since 2004. That's the last time Georgia was projected by the media to be the SEC champion. Can you believe that? Even There's after only- the national title year two years ago, they weren't picked to win the SEC nope. title last year in the preseason, is what you're saying. Correct. Alabama has been picked as the preseason champion every year since 2015 when Auburn was picked to win it, and they finished seventh in the West that year. So the media mm. got it way wrong that year. But there's only been six teams from the SEC that have ever been picked to be preseason champions. Now, Tennessee is one of them in 2005, but 
Um, the media, they've been doing better as of late, but historically, they have not been great at predicting this thing. But Jason, back to your question. I, I think the conversation is Georgia, Alabama from a big picture standpoint nationally. But the bigger debate is Alabama and LSU, who wins the, the West. Right. And I think for the first time in a long time, it's close on who gets picked right. to win the West because there's a lot of people nationally and then a mixture here regionally that think that LSU is going to win the West. I think they got a great shot. I personally don't think enough media will go that route. I would be a little bit surprised, but it, it's a bigger debate than it usually ever is here at Media Days or anywhere. If you're just joining us, you're saying, wait a minute, who are these chuckleheads? TJ Reeves and Jason Powers <laughs> filling in for the Dr. TC Martin. We're based in the Tampa Bay area. And by the way, Vince Ferrara, who does a fantastic job in Knoxville, Tennessee, is our guest. He's a Tampa brother from another mother, born and raised yeah. in Tampa Bay. We got three Tampa guys, Tampa Bay, baby. <laughs> so Vince works for 99.1 FM in Knoxville, Tennessee, as the morning host. He is on scene. Oh, L on location in Nashville for the SEC Media Days, where Tennessee will take to the stage tomorrow. He mentioned Alabama. He mentioned Georgia. He mentioned Brian Kelly at LSU. And for those of you that might be SEC fatigued, again, this is a conference that has won 12 of the last 14 national championships. They have had six different schools win a national title in this century. It is the premier college football conference in the country. It's why Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to come coach in it. It's the reason why Josh Heupel, who played college football at Oklahoma, wants to coach in it. It's why Brian Harson horribly, a couple of years ago, left Boise State to come to Auburn and got fired inside of a couple of years. Everybody wants to be part of this conference if you're a coach. Jimbo Fisher leaves Florida State because he wants to be the Texas A&M coach. So, uh, again, uh, that's why there's so much attention on this conference. Let's bring it to handicapping, which TC's big on the handicapping here on this show. Uh, odds to win the national title. Vince Ferrara, if I say to you, Georgia is the prohibited favorite at plus 220. Alabama is right behind them at plus 600. But here's where it gets interesting. LSU plus 1,100. Tennessee Volunteers plus 2,500 out of that conference. Kind of interesting beyond Georgia and Alabama. Give me a feel. If you were going to take a flyer on an LSU plus 1,200, and by the way, um, Sneak Texas in as a future uh, SEC member. They're plus 2,200 while we're at it. Tennessee plus 2,500 to win it. Now, not just to be in the championship game, but to win it. Vince, what do you make of those odds on somebody like an LSU, a Tennessee, or whomever is a dark horse for college football futures purposes? You know, TJ, I've looked at those odds, and they've varied a little bit over the, the last few months. And I'm surprised that there's that big of a gap between LSU and Tennessee, I think you could see those two have very similar records. And then you could argue that LSU might have the tougher track to get there because right. of the depth of the West. But the best team in the league is in the East, which would stand in Tennessee's way. So I agree that LSU has, should have better odds than Tennessee. I actually think that LSU has a, a chance at it. If you're going to pick someone other than Alabama or Georgia, or even you wanted to throw in an Ohio State, another one of the, the regular big boys, LSU to me has the best chance to be there because they are so close, in my opinion, that Alabama. Brian Kelly's done an awesome job in, down in his second year. He turned things around. He now is an elite quarterback that has figured it out. 
He's not trying to run all the time. He was very impressive here. Jaden Daniels, so his transfer from Arizona State. He's a veteran quarterback, which is another trait of teams that win national championships. And so they, they are really talented. Loaded at wide receiver. They get a couple of defenders back. They had lost the injury last year on top of a really good recruiting class. Some additions in the transfer portal. Uh, LSU is a factor. So I still would be tempted with those odds to LSU. And I'm a little surprised that Tennessee's at high. As high. Not that I think that they're any sort of favorite for the college football playoff, but that's kind of a big gap between LSU and Tennessee. And I'm not sure on the field record-wise there would be that big of a gap. So that would be tempting also. And again, for Ohio State, they're plus 750. Georgia plus 220. Alabama second plus 600. Then Ohio State plus 750. And again, LSU is plus eleven hundred. That might be a little tasty. I know Jason had another follow up. The reason I'm the reason I'm going to say Tennessee for you, Vince. Two things: if Tennessee can get to the Georgia game with one conference loss, Georgia comes to Knoxville, where LSU has to go to Tuscaloosa. So I think from a value betting perspective, if Tennessee can get to late November with one conference loss, they know if they can beat Georgia at home, they win the tiebreaker and they go to the SEC title game. I agree with you. That scenario is spot on, Jason. The tough part of that is there are more challenges on Tennessee's schedule to right. get to that scenario than they are Georgia. Georgia has the easiest schedule in the arguably in the SEC. I think Tennessee is going to be their toughest game. Right. Ole Miss would be their next toughest game, and uh, they get them at home. So um, that's uh, Georgia's schedule is very favorable for them. So you really you got to beat Alabama to be in that in that position more than like I guess you could lose one and be there. You can lose one um, and still get to Georgia yeah. and and with one loss on the right. schedule. Tennessee at Florida week three to Vince's point mm-hmm. uh, point. They're still at Alabama. They still have to play at Missouri the week yeah. before the Georgia game. So there's three testy SEC road games right there before you ever get to Georgia. And Vince, I'm not a fan of Tennessee and Georgia playing that late in the year. I always loved my Tennessee and ooh dog signal (laughs) like September, uh, late September. (laughs) I I don't need that on November 18th, Vince. It it definitely used to be that way, but you know what? It sets up for almost a winner-take-all for the division. And those are the two best teams, in my opinion, in the East. So... Uh, that's what you want. You want the Yankees to play the Red Sox to, you know, for a uh, division uh, title at the end of the year, or the Eagles and the Cowboys for the NFC East title. You insert your your two contenders. That's the way it could play out. But uh, Tennessee has more potential uh, trip ups now. Missouri has given up 128 points to Tennessee in the last two seasons. So Woo! there are other games on there. I don't know if I'm buying too much stock in the zoo pulling the upset, though. All right, we're going to let Vince get out of here because he's got to get some rest. Again, he's doing morning radio, and he's, he's ready to cover <laughs> Tennessee tomorrow being there uh, with Josh Heupel. By the way, for the Vegas audience here, Heupel has been on a fast track. Uh, you know, obviously, former offensive coordinator at Oklahoma uh, obviously successful coach at UCF and had them on the cusp of getting back in the college football playoffs, takes the Tennessee job. Immediately they become nationally relevant. How is he to deal with and what do you project uh, long-term here? Is is Heupel going to have lots of long-term success at Tennessee? What do you sense? He's been great. 
he is one that I think has won over a whole lot of people. There were there was the wait and see crowd, which is kind of where I was. Yes, he had some success at UCF. Great offenses, the defenses weren't that great, but uh, they you know, tailed off a little bit his final year at UCF. And some people pointed to Darren Oka from ESPN in uh, the SEC Network was uh, interviewed by our Jimmy Himes and. He said, look, I was wondering, I thought that was kind of a convenient hire for A.D. Danny Way, but I was totally wrong about that. Uh, he has outperformed what anybody thought. And then the NCAA sanctions came out, and you saw some of the sloppiness and the in- incredibly dumb things that were happening during that. Now, they avoided postseason bans, so it was a W there for Tennessee, but it is as much of a mess that was there it makes this coaching staff look even better that they were able to, in two years, get to 11 wins total after the bowl game. So I do think uh, Josh Apple has proven he can develop players. They're recruiting at a high level. There's some more ceiling there to improve uh, in uh, in recruiting. We'll see if they can start stocking up some of those, some more of those five stars. But uh, yeah, I think it will continue. The portal also is a destination place for uh, Tennessee. They've been able to make some good additions. And as long as that's a part of the equation, I think you, you won't have that drop off with the programs that are, you're seeing having success this year. And, and the quarterback position is in good hands with five-star quarterback Nico Iamaliava, who's behind Jill Milton, who's getting a chance to be QB1, former Michigan quarterback. Strongest arm anywhere. Will Rogers, Mississippi State, who was at the Manning Passing Academy with them, said he's at the strongest arm in the world. And this kid, Hendon Hooker, told me he could throw it 100 yards. I mean, seriously, some of the throws this guy makes. You're talking about Milton. The Milton's got that big of an arm. Interesting. Correct. Yeah. The freshman, uh, he's got a big arm, too. But I don't know that anyone has Milton's arm who had NFL scouts wanting him to throw this past pro day where (laughs) Heifel shut it down and said, no, we we don't want to take away from the guys that were here. Milton was not throwing All right. Tasty note to get out the door for all of our listeners Mm -hmm. around the country that are going to visit Nashville. I know you're a foodie. Give us the best hot chicken place in Nashville. That's the big meal. What do you like for hot chicken in Nashville? Look at my guy, JP, playing adult league softball, a little underhand toss to Vince Ferrara in there the you go. <laughs> so I could turn on it and go deep. That is Hattie B's. Yes. Hattie B's is incredible. I, ha- I, was, I was so locked in on work, Jason. I had not even thought about that. I made DoorDash that bad boy to the rooms tonight. Let me tell you uh, this. Justin, you're on it. Let me tell you this. Hattie B's is outstanding, and Numchuck is chomping at the bit because I know this to be the case out in Las Vegas. Hattie B's ain't just Tennessee. Hattie B's okay. is Vegas. Is Numchuck verified from the congregation? Correct. Right? It is in one of the casinos here. Nice. It's in it's wow. in the Cosmopolitan. It's on the restaurant uh, strip nice. of the Cosmopolitan. Hattie B's. I remember having some Hattie B's out in Vegas as well uh, on that. So that is excellent Nashville hot chicken uh, on that. Uh, other than that, have you been taking in any good music? Anything going on with that? Any nighttime? Any good stuff? What's happening? Anything you know, going? Saturday, TJ, you know this. I took a, a little train, got in a day early, hung out with some friends. We took a commuter. We took a train to a small town in Tennessee called Watertown, population 1,000, 500 of us on this trade. <laughs> we uh, uh, multiplied the population. They had a jazz festival there, some restaurants, pool area, and then we hopped back on the train, big party bars for a surprise birthday party. So 
I, I got around a little bit before media day started, but I am hunkered down in the hotel. I, I ain't going you. anywhere, and I don't think that'll happen. I hear you. He's got Tennessee there tomorrow on media. Before we let you go, Heisman Futures. Caleb Williams is the overwhelming favorite to repeat mm-hmm. at plus 500, but Jalen Daniels is plus 900 or plus 1,000, 9 to 1 or 10 to 1. I'm interested in that. That's the next SEC one. He's right there, uh, second best betting favorite. And then you mentioned Joe Milton is is plus twenty five hundred, twenty five to one. That might be worth a flyer, a little a little uh, pizza money, as the as the sharps like to say. Uh, on Joe Milton, twenty five to one to win the Heisman. If Tennessee does well, he would be in the hunt to win the award. You would think. Just a little Heisman future there. Yeah, TJ, they will put up numbers. I'm not sure if he's Hendon Hooker. He was in a in position late in the year until that South Carolina game to be right there as a front runner and certainly be in New York for the Heisman Trophy. So Tennessee's having great success with the talent that he has. He can do that. Several, several analysts have told us this week in interviews that if Anthony Richardson can be a top five NFL pick, that Joe Milton with his arm talent. He can do that. Interesting. Well. There's a lot of comparisons with their skill set. Uh, Got to put it together. First year's QB one. Uh, we'll see. But man, that if you're looking for a longer shot than the favorites, and I don't think the favorites usually win, right, guys? For the Heisman right. Trophy, he, he's an interesting one. Love it from Vince Ferrara. Again, follow him at Vince Sports on social media. 99.1 FM is the station in Knoxville, Tennessee. Vince in Nashville, three hours to the west from Knoxville in the middle of the state. He is scanning Radio Row and showing us Radio Row as we speak, as we sign off here and can see him on video. Brother Powers, I know we always love breaking bread literally and figuratively with the Vince Ferrara in Nash, Vegas. Uh, any parting words there, Brother Powers? And next year he gets to go to Big D, Dallas. They're hosting it in Dallas next year. A little more yes. of a road trip. For Texas and Oklahoma coming in, it's going to be in Big D uh, for the SEC media days. Talking season. Talking season is still going on, my friend. Vince, thank you. We appreciate the education, the insight on everything from SEC media days. Get some good food, get some rest, and go back at it tomorrow with the volunteers taking to the podium and all the microphones. No doubt. We're going to need some sponsor money to make it all the way to Dallas next week. That, uh, <laughs> that adds to the budget. Thanks for the dinner thoughts, and always great to talk to my Tampa guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the live look in view of uh, Radio Row here in Nashville. Appreciate it. Tremendous. And just so you know, a big thunderstorm is in full effect in Tampa oh right my now. God, <laughs> yes, the thunder. You can't hear it on our on our show, uh, but the thunder is blasting around us, Vince. <laughs> just remember those July days when you were in Tampa, when the end of the world was always coming between four and six p.m. It is definitely doing that uh, today. Be well, my friend. Thank you, Vince Ferrara. See you guys. There you go. The T.C. Martin Show does rock on. T.J. and Jason Powers hanging out here. Uh, Some good stuff there, including the futures on the SEC, the Heisman Trophy, etc. Love that. And again, for those, I mean, for those that would say, why are you talking about all of that? When's the last time a Pac-12 team did anything? Like Matt Leinart, USC, uh, 2005, Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, 04, 05. When you got Mike back Williams, years, Mike yeah. Williams, who's a high school coach here in Tampa, the famed USC wide receiver from that group. Yeah, he was on that group, and it was 20 years ago <clears throat> that they were doing that. The SEC has been uh, relevant 16 different ways 
since then. So we spent a lot of time on that, but it's all good. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little NBA draft. Got a great NBA draft story on how Yao Ming ended up with the Houston Rockets. It ties into kind of Victor Wimbanyama or LeBron James or the, the famous number one picks. We'll do that. We'll talk a little Brutus Open futures, maybe a little more NFL. TJ and Jason Powers in for the Dr. T.C. Martin on the T.C. Martin Show for a Wednesday. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers now has a new location on Rainbow near Russell Road. All the great Freddy's favorites are back, including the delicious steak burgers, patty melts, Chicago dogs, and the best frozen custard and sundaes. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, now with four locations in the Valley. Two in Henderson on Warm Springs and Julia Road, and Eastern near Silverado Ranch, and two in Las Vegas at Charleston and Decatur, and its newest location on Rainbow and Russell. Freddy's, the taste that brings you back. Come and experience the high-action entertainment at the best race and sportsbook. It's the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. The largest in the world with 30,000 square feet of heart-racing action with 350 seats and a massive 220-foot by 18-foot 4K video wall. Experience live sporting events like nowhere else and see the T.C. Martin Show live every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. where T.C. and his famous guests preview and handicap the weekend's action. There is no better place for all your football action than the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Relax and enjoy the games and the fully stocked bar, free Wi-Fi plus cocktail service and convenient food options at the court. Experience it all at the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. David Spade and Nikki Glaser, together exclusively in Las Vegas. You have a guy like this, whenever I take any pill, he goes, dude, give me one. I go, you don't even know what it is. He goes, dude, I got kids. Shows select weekends, April 28th through November 18th. The Venetian Theater at the Venetian Resort Las Vegas. I say it when COVID first came out. I like, knew I wasn't going to die from it. But I feel the same way about like texting and driving. Like, I'm good. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss David Spade and Nikki Glazer together in Vegas. There is no better place for great food and fun than Slice of Vegas. Slice serves hand-tossed New York-style pizza, Italian pasta, and savory sandwiches. Slice is an official partner of the Las Vegas Aces and home of game day watch parties. Come to Slice and enjoy our big screen TVs, full bar, and laid-back atmosphere. Slice of Vegas, located in the shops at Mandalay Bay Place, inside the mall between the Luxor and Mandalay Bay. Come in and enjoy a slice of Vegas. Michael Jackson won by Cirque du Soleil is hailed by Rolling Stone as a virtual parade of wow moments that immerse the audience into the world of Michael Jackson's music. Performing weekly at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino, Michael Jackson won celebrates the musical legacy of the King of Pop. Looking to elevate your night? The new Michael Jackson One VIP experience is now on sale. Get your tickets today at MJ1.com. Who's bad? One of the greatest songwriters of our time returns to Las Vegas. Van Morrison, live in concert. September 6th, 8th, and 9th, Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Van Morrison, live in Las Vegas. Get out that ghetto blaster! 
store around your door and more of what you're looking for with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Back in on a Wednesday. Again, the doctor is in Seattle with the Las Vegas Aces. Aces, Seattle Storm coming on Thursday night, 7 Pacific time, pregame 6.30 through the local station, the Vegas Aces Golden, uh, the Vegas Aces app, not the Golden Knights, Las Vegas Aces app. Uh, you can hear the doctor on the call of that game as they come off the All-Star break. The doctor just did the All-Star game this weekend as well there in Las Vegas. So we are in. T.J. Reeves and Jason Powers in for him for one final segment. Thanks again to Vince Ferrara. And uh, uh, Jason, uh, I, I should make mention, it is thundering and hellacious <laughs> thunderstorm here. So not only if I go off the air uh, here, you and... And again, you were letting me know, Jason and I are both in West Central Florida, uh, where it loves to storm in the afternoon, like a rite of passage in the summer, especially. Uh, is it storming at your place currently? Oh, yeah. Thunderbolts, may be pouring, everything. He may be Han Solo coming up in the final 25 <laughs> minutes if the technology doesn't Let's hold go. up. I got it. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Um, speaking of that, I know you, speaking of Han Solo. Yeah, I know you said you went and saw Mission Impossible the other day. Give it, yes. give it a quick. Don't give it away. Don't no give it away. Alerts, but the wife, the twins, my sister and brother-in-law and I all went. We all love the seventh one. We love the movies anyway. Plenty of action. It's long, and it's not resolved. This is not breaking a nuclear secret. They've been saying all along <laughs> it's to be continued with the next movie coming next summer that allegedly wraps up the series uh, for Tom Cruise. God help us if he goes beyond eight movies but we got uh, all the, we got all the actors and writers are on strike well that's correct but the best thing for them is they've already filmed this one okay. it has been filmed and all they right. plan to release it next year so they're golden with that to come around in 2024 um and yes it's action-packed it keeps you going you just uh have to hold your bladder for like three hours Pay your 18 bucks and take it to the house. Oh, big time. Uh, so we're going to talk some NBA draft in a couple of moments. By the way, we do have breaking news on the TC Martin show. This is out there in the media after all of the uh, ESPN layoffs, which is unfortunate. They're doing some reshuffling yep. and reporting on a Wednesday afternoon is that with Susie Colber out as part of the layoffs for the ESPN Monday Night Countdown show that Scott Van Pelt will step in and will be the on-site host for Monday Night Football starting with this season. Steve Young, by the way, is also out. It is believed that Randy Moss is still in uh, as part of that. Booger McFarlane had been doing Monday nights on scene as well. It's not clear whether he's back as well with Scott Van Pelter, if they're going to revamp the whole thing. Hasselback is out as well. Hasselback right from Sunday countdown. So again, Andrew Marchand of the... New York Post reporting that Richard Deitch of The Athletic, yeah. formerly of Sports Illustrated, also confirms that Van Pelt, who makes mega money with ESPN, is the new Monday night selection to do Monday night football pregame for them with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling the games. Uh, Van Pelt was previously on College Game Day as well. That pregame show, he's been hosting the Scott Van Pelt version of SportsCenter for the last five or six years. So this is not a surprise. They would go to one of the go-to guys that makes a ton of money and say, guess what? For the work ton more. of money we pay you, you're doing something else uh, with us here. And they work that out. And that's one of the biggest deals that ESPN has is Monday Night Football yes. for the visibility and and the uh, the audience and everything. So there's the breaking news 
on that. The NBA Summer League has been going on there in Vegas. Thumbs up, thumbs down, Numchuck on the Summer League. How's it been received? Because the last time we were here a couple of weeks ago, Victor Wimbenyama of the San Antonio Spurs now was about to make his debut like the next night. Summer League with the bell or the buzzer, thumbs up, thumbs down. It's been received pretty well. In Vegas. Seems like and it was pretty Powers, decent. It, it, it actually has done pretty well. Yeah. I got a, I got a note on I got a th- got I got a thought for you TJ on, uh, Reeves on Summer League. Yes, please. So, wrapped up Monday night, they had their Summer League championship Monday night this last Monday in Vegas. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers, I believe, won the Summer League title against they the Rockets. They gave that, out that they, and a Jeremy Pruitt Chick-fil-A bag is worth a couple of hundred bucks. Continue on. Well, here's the thing. They gave out championship rings. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Summer League championship Well, usually rings. on the T.C. Martin show, because I have been a guest and I'm also a listener to this, it's Terrible Tuesday. No, I'm shocked. Give me a thumbs up uh, for that. It is Terrible Tuesday. Your this thoughts. is something that should have been destroyed yesterday on Terrible Tuesday that we're uh. giving out championship rings for the uh. Summer League, which has no redeeming value really beyond playing these organized over-glorified pickup games. I mean, most of the players that are playing in the Summer League aren't going to play in the regular season games. The the head coaches of the teams don't coach the Summer League games. They're not running the same offense in the same sets because they don't want anybody to look at it in the offseason. What are we doing here besides giving up championship rings, giving them out um, kidding me? as well? Are you kidding me? I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, All right, so let's bring this. uh, And we have a final. We have a final. We have a final. The Las Vegas A's have won their 27th game. 6-5 win over the Red Sox. Breaking news. The A's are on their way to Vegas as the double A's. Are they the triple A's? No, they're the double A's. They're that bad. Right now, they have beaten the Boston Red Sox uh, uh, today. The Tampa Bay Rays took the gas pipe for the third straight day in Texas. Have now lost four in a row. What did you say since the beginning of July? Three and 11. 3-11 Three and eleven since the beginning of July. Got to get it righted here with Baltimore coming to town. Baltimore hot on the Rays' heels in the East, but the Rays built up such a cushion in the American League East. They're still good even with those losses right now. Just have a tougher schedule here at the moment. All right, let's bring it back though to uh, the uh, NBA draft. You mentioned the NBA Summer League, and this is fascinating because I had this guest. Uh, while we plug podcasts on my last word on sports media podcast, Nelson Luis is the Buccaneers vice president of communications. Uh, and not only has he been part of the Tom Brady success of the last three years, but previously Nelson worked for the PGA tour with some guy named Tiger Woods and others like Phil Mickelson, et cetera, et cetera, in the late 1990s. But he also came to the Houston Rockets right as the Rockets ended up getting Yao Ming, the Chinese star, to come and play in the early 2000s in the NBA for the better part of almost a decade and make Houston a playoff contender. So I had Nelson on the most recent edition of the Last Word on Sports Media podcast because there are very few media uh, relations, directors of communication specialists that have worked with Tiger Woods Yao Ming as a director of communications, and then Tom Brady. Hello. So some great stories from Nelson Luis. But here's what I I wanted to take you inside of what it was like a few weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, when the San Antonio Spurs got Victor Wimbenyama. They did so at the NBA draft lottery. And the process, Jason, goes on behind the scenes before the TV show that you see. So just like when the Cleveland Cavaliers ended up with LeBron James, a few years back, or recently Zion Williamson to the New Orleans Pelicans. 
uh, in the NBA. That lottery process is twofold. The actual lottery takes place about an hour before the TV event so they can set up the TV show. So Nelson Luis tells me the story here about how he had just been hired the year before by the Rockets. The Rockets have had an awful season. They're in the lottery. And as he picks it up, they didn't have a great chance with the ping pong balls to win the lottery. The frozen ones? The frozen ones? Yeah, yeah, the analytics and the frozen ones. But they didn't have a great chance to win the lottery. But as Nelson picks it up, they go into this room. First time he's done this. He's the first-year PR director just completed for the Houston Rockets. They don't have much of a chance to win the number one overall pick. But now let him recount the story of what it was like to be in the room and realize we're going to get Yao Ming. But most importantly, you can't tell anybody. So here, <laughs> Nelson Luis in his own words right here as part of the T.C. Martin show. That's the first time you'd ever been in this situation. This is after your first season being there, your first time to be exposed to it. So is it surreal? when that Houston Rocket logo ball pops up or whatever code so, they use to determine it was the Rockets, what is that moment so, like? Here, here's the thing. It's not a ball. It's not one ball. It doesn't have a logo on it. It's numbers. It is like the lottery. It is like playing the, the Powerball or the lotto. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a series of – it's a combination of numbers that, that come up. And what they do is you have – I forget how many total uh, combinations we had, but what I specifically remember was that – um, the sheet that they gave me, you know, everyone sat down classroom style, right? You had all the teams that were in, in there all sitting down classroom style and they give you your sheet with your combinations, you know, your number combinations. And those are sitting there and in front of you. And in my situation, it's, it was like a booklet. So it starts on the, uh, from, for where the rockets were, it started on the bottom, the number of combinations started on the bottom and then it was continued on the top. Okay. So it wasn't like I was just looking at one little block of stuff here and I'm keeping up. So these these numbers keep popping up and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking. And then and then I see one that I don't see in my, my list of lower combinations. And I'm like, oh, and I was like, oh, man, I can't believe it didn't work out. Well, then the next number pops up and I happen to look up and I realize I was like, oh, hold on. I'm still in the game here. That one pops. Up. I think it was four numbers. I, I forget what the total mm-hmm. number of numbers was. But when that last one popped up. I just kind of looked at it, looked, I, it's the only, it's the closest I could ever feel to winning an actual like Powerball lottery uh-huh. for me at that moment as a young guy that's just sitting there and you realize it's going to change your life. Uh, all of a sudden seeing that, that fourth number, cause right as I figured out we had the third number, I look up and that fourth number drops and I'm looking at the combination on the top of the next sheet and it just hit me. And I was like, of course I had to let out a little, a little something <laughs> for the, for the group that was there. Uh, and then it's just sort of surreal, you know, like you're so did there an NBA representative. It's not the commissioner. Did an NBA representative say it's the Houston Rockets and confirm it or you yes. were just left yes. to figure it out? And so that I mean, it's surreal. Does that describe it aptly? It's exhilarating. Absolutely, absolutely surreal. And there's this moment of just exhilaration. And again, you have t- you have enough time in there to really be thinking about how this is going to affect your world as the PR director for this team that's going to have now, you know, at the time. You know, there was there was talk. Is it going to be? Is it going to be Yao Ming? Is it going to be Jay Williams? Like there was this big back and forth. Who's going to be first overall pick? Who's going to be the second overall pick? There were a lot of questions about whether you could even get Yao Ming because of he was playing for a Chinese basketball team, and there were a lot of things that had to be worked through the government there and everything else. So there wasn't even a. It wasn't like I was sitting there thinking, oh, it's Yao Ming. It was just the number one overall pick, and knowing that we were going to be 
sort of the uh, in the spotlight there for uh, for the NBA uh, all summer long, and and then you know into the draft, and and then and then sitting around waiting, and it's killing you, you right? Can't you can't tell call, anybody. You can't tell anybody. You want to call your general manager. You want to call your president. You want to call your head coach, uh, and you can't do any of that. And you're just sitting there thinking like. This is crazy. Like I'm sitting here and I, I've got so much, you know, after everyone's congratulated, everyone's kind of sitting there. You're just kind of sitting there like this is about to the funny. Another funny part of the story was we, we assumed we had such a small chances of winning that uh, Steve Francis and I had booked ourselves on a flight into Newark so that we could just go in, do it and then fly back the same night. And I have to stay overnight. It was a very tight window, but we figured, oh, you know, as soon as this thing's over, we're done. Well, of course. When it gets announced and the it's a it's a TV program, uh, now there's interviews to do for Steve and he's got to do all these th- different things. And we're in a post 9-11 world right now, immediately after post 9-11. So you don't just show up at the airport 20 minutes before your flight. You right. know, this was an hour and a half of lines and everything. And uh, we ended up after we'd done all the crazy you know, media circuit that we had to do, we rushed over there. And we I mean, we were able to have them hold the plane for us. For a few extra minutes, and when we when Steve walked in the door, the plane closed. I mean, it was you know it was that close for, to us missing our flight, um, but we were both just on cloud nine. I mean, we were it, it was such an amazing few hours there that night. There's Nelson Luis again. He's my guest. Last word on sports media podcast is the name of the podcast. And Jason, you know Nelson a little bit too. I've known Nelson for almost 30 years. I'm not going to ruin the podcast. Go listen to him telling stories about working PGA Tour media with Tiger Woods and then with Yao Ming coming to Houston. And again, that's the moment where they found out they were getting the number one pick. Nelson's got great stories about the Chinese media and having to educate them. Uh, Let's just say the word autographs. He had to constantly go through that. And then Nelson ends up being the PR director the last 11 years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tom Brady comes to the Buccaneers. I I don't know of another media official that would have worked closely with Tiger Woods, then with Yao Ming, and then with Tom Brady. Pretty unique. And some great stories from Nelson. Again, it's Last Word on Sports Media Podcast. Find it wherever you get podcasts. Nelson's the guest uh, on my episode that's out right now. You can hear it after we're done. Uh, But that, I mean, again, to know that you're getting Yao Ming, and it's the same thing for whoever the San Antonio representative was yeah. back three weeks ago. You're sitting in that room and you know, we've got Victor Wimbanyama and you can't tell anybody, Jason. Right. No, I mean, you make a great point because the just think just think the comparison from last year to this year for Nelson with the Buccaneers. All the media that would be here for training camp last sure. year compared to this year. Well, it'll be busy, but it won't be anywhere near the requests and the national people coming in every single day to talk to Tom Brady, who everybody thought that last year would be his last year. What a what an array of career and and experiences he's had him he talks about this on the podcast is that when Yao Ming was there they immediately had 30 different members of the Chinese media not just from China but they were based some of them in the United States for different outlets that began traveling with the team to the point that Yao Ming's doing separate press conferences in Chinese over here and then for the American ESPN USA Today local Houston media he's doing them in English over here that prepared him for and needs a train. Basically, they, I'm sure they had to hire a translator. In Houston they did 
that he and had I'll, to translate everything to Nelson. What was going on with I'll, Yao? I'll tease. You need to hear about Yao Ming's translator, who it was, and the story. It's tremendous <laughs> on the podcast. There's yeah. a tease. Last yeah. word on Sports Media Podcast. Nelson Luis, my guest, who, again, uh, has done a great job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I thank him all the time. Uh, and again, you got to hear the Tom Brady story about him coming to the Bucks because the COVID-19 craziness had started and everybody's at home and Nelson's at home like we're all at home getting the phone calls that Tom Brady's agreed. You got to get a press conference ready somehow, some way, which ended up being a phone conference call with Tom Brady uh, because you've you've agreed and he has signed a deal with the Buccaneers. Hear all of that on the podcast. So great plugs there. And who knows how Victor Wimbanyama is going to do. But this, this is the same thing as a few years ago. The New Orleans Pelicans person is sitting in that room for yep. 45 minutes to an hour, knowing full well we've got the number one pick and you can't tell anybody. Everybody else that's in there, their representatives, they know too. They're watching the TV show sequestered away from everybody. And you know what happened. It so... And and now you move it to today, the circus that's starting up in New York with Aaron Rodgers. Not that it wasn't already a circus with New York media, but it's even more going to oh, be yeah. a circus with hard knocks, with the media people. All that is in, with the with the New York media uh, the director. And right now, it's a you know this. It's a honeymoon right now. But yeah. as soon as they lose to the Bills, if they do on the opening or night, go what two. a disaster this is. Go this, is two. this is such a mistake to have given up what you've given up to him. You should have stuck with Mike White, or you should have stuck with Zach Wilson, or yeah. blah blah blah. Okay, yeah. So stay tuned for that with the love hate with the New York media. Just lose a couple of times and watch right. what happens in New York with the. Uh, the, the writers and the sports radio and all of that. All right, do we have time? Final few minutes of the T.C. Martin Show. T.J. Reeves, Jason Powers here. You follow Jason at JPO Sports on social media. Powers on Sports Podcast. He's based in the Tampa Bay area. I am at Bucks Sideline Guy on Twitter. B-U-C, Bucks Sideline Guy. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Nelson Luis uh, in charge of the media. They report next week. A lot of teams reporting uh, right now with uh, rookies at least, some veterans, some teams. What did you tell me? The Jets rookies are already in. There's like uh, seven or eight teams that are reporting either the next couple of days. Today or tomorrow. What else? Yep. What else? Anything else before we move on? Yeah, a couple couple things. How about the – I want to give a shout-out to a guy who just got named to the Vegas XFL team, the Vegas team in, in Vegas. The new head coach of the Vegas team won Anthony Blevins – he was, he was an assistant coach with the Giants. He's a former college teammate of mine at UAB wow. and a buddy of mine. So wait a minute. Anthony has, Blevins. Has Anthony Blevins reached out to you for possible special teams help because Jason was a kicker and a specialist at UAB. Have you gotten the text, the phone call that you could be headed to the XFL? I have not yet. I reached out to Anthony, but I've not heard back yet. I know he's got a lot going on, but I mean, he's the, he's been in the NFL for several years with the Giants, has worked in different college jobs, but Anthony Blevins is going to be your new Vegas coming Vipers. Your way, Vegas and Numchuck coming your way for the Vegas Vipers. Great guy. Anthony, Anthony Super Blevins guy. on that. All right. What else? What else? Because we got to get a little futures going for the British Open golf going tomorrow. By the way, I just saw the NFL just surpassed 12, right at 12 billion with a B. National of of revenue for the NFL last year, almost twelve billion dollars, and, and, and we wonder if the why the running backs want a little piece of, of that. Of course, everybody <laughs> wants some of that money if they're able to. Do we have the theme music? Because we have one more piece uh, to our puzzle. Uh, yes, very nice. Numb Chuck on the ones and twos on the TC Martin Show with TJ and Jason Powers uh, filling in here. 
Uh, we do have the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool, what is also known as Hoy Lake, where uh, the defending champion is Cam Smith of Australia, not at this course. The last time it was at this course, Rory McIlroy was the winner yes. in 2014. Previously, Tiger Woods at this course won the Open Championship, so they've had uh-huh. some famous Opens. All right, so if I say to you, futures odds, obviously Rory at the top of it, he's a sentimental favorite. Yep. He is plus 750. Scotty Scheffler also plus 750 right now. John Rahm seems to be a sexy pick. He won the Masters earlier this year to win the Open Championship. Is plus 1,200. Do you have a futures play and maybe a value play, Jason Powers, before we depart here on the what we call British Open? The hard part here on this tournament, as you know, TJ, the weather can be yes. so drastically different from First first nine holes, the second nine holes from Thursday. It could be Friday. different from hole to hole with the yeah. wrath of God thunderstorm moving in. You're right. So usually some Brit- usually some European guys are in the mix in this tournament because they're good in the weather and all that stuff. I mean, and remember, Rory won last week the Scottish Open, so it usually doesn't right. happen that the guy that wins the Scottish turns around and wins the British. I would think I think Kepka's gonna be in the mix. I think he's probably 16, 17 to 1. And a guy that's been playing really well the last several majors, Victor Hovland, Shoffley, those kind of guys are probably pretty good value. But you got to think it's probably going to be one of the top 10 or 15 players in the world that wins this thing. Kepka is plus 1,800, 18 to 1. Uh, I am taking a strong look at Tommy Fleetwood of yeah. England. Is it his time to break through? And I get lots of value at plus. 2300 23 to 1 Tommy Fleetwood of England keep an eye on that Ricky Fowler by the way came very close to winning the US Open has won a PGA Tour event since then Fowler was tied for second against McElroy in 2014 on this course Ricky Fowler interesting value at plus 2200 also things for the future things I like on the golf circuit I know you've covered golf a zillion years I like the tournament matchup kind of bets where you bet one guy versus another, Jordan Spieth versus McElroy or whatever the two players are. Those are the kind of things I like because you're only having to deal with two players. Sure. One, you know, you typically, if your guy makes the cut and the other guy doesn't, you win your bet on Saturday morning. But, you know, things like that. And it's so hard to pick the winner to get some value. But some hey, of those kind of tournament matchups the head-to-head are head matchups. Like. The head-to-head matchups are big. So, again, the Open Championship, because of the time difference, again, it yeah. is – Five hours ahead of Eastern time, eight hours ahead of Vegas time, by the way. Uh, Numchuck will not even have rolled in yet from his Wednesday night, and they'll be on the course at Royal Liverpool, uh, by the way. The doctor will be living it up in Seattle Pacific time uh, and not have rolled into the hotel, I'm pretty sure, uh, when they will be on the course at just after 7 a.m. local time, which is 2 a.m. Eastern time. And they play uh, to like 9.30 at night over there because because of the light light all day and all night and the weather's not supposed to be horrible uh right. for this week at royal liverpool let's see what happens man we have had a busy show nbc the by the show. way coverage i think nbc peacock, got the peacock app usa network and nbc this weekend and the and the uh the open championship final round plays mostly into sunday afternoon it used to always be over early early but listen we've had a blast on the tc martin show jason powers great job enjoyed being with you uh here today again follow him at jpo sports did you have fun brother powers i need to get out there with you guys for a weekend in vegas man i need to get on tc's <laughs> 
steak bill. I see the meals every uh, yes. week, every night from TC, the meals, man. The meals will be flowing. I'll be out in Vegas again next week for the Errol Spence Terrence Crawford World Welterweight title fight. Look forward to that. Uh, again, I'm merely TJ Reeves. Our thanks also to Vince Ferrara from 99.1 FM, the sports animal, the radio station in Knoxville. He was at the SEC Media Days. We've had a blast hanging out here for the doctor. Again, the doctor on the call of Vegas Aces and the Seattle Storm tomorrow night at 7 Pacific time on Thursday night. So we look forward to seeing what happens uh, with that one as they come off the All-Star break. For now, we're good. For Numchuck, great job as always. For Jason Powers, I'm merely TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us on the TC Martin Show online, tcmartinshow.com, podcast form as well. Great internet content at tcmartinshow.com. We're good for now. Bye.